Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast where I share with you a mixture of personal stories as well as some useful tips, techniques, and advice that might just make your day a wee bit better. It should also be noted that any content that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. In other words, all the views and information expressed here on this podcast are my own and not the views of anyone else. And while I strive for accuracy, I can and will be wrong at times, as any honest human will have to admit. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. I hope you enjoy old-time items. You know, the other day I was sitting on the porch with my lovely wife, and my mind started wandering back to them good old days. We had all kinds of things just laying around. And let me tell you, we put those things to work. Nowadays, folks throw away more stuff than you can shake a stick at. But back in my days, we didn't discard nothing, except for a couple of things that were just plain useless. Heck, I even remember my grandma washing and reusing her tinfoil. But hey, if it saved her a nickel, she was all for it. On our farm in the early spring, I can still picture twine being used to tie up the grapevines, which was done mostly by women. It seemed that women appeared to possess a special talent in this field that men, despite their best efforts, were unable to match. It also required a lot of patience because the grapevine arms had to be raised, wrapped around the wires carefully so as not to break off the buds, and then tied securely. Years ago, I would take the large rolls of twine that we had bought and cut them into pieces that were between six and eight inches long. Man, I sure cut a lot of twine in my day, now that I think about it. Other ways we got twine was from the dairy farmers, as it was one of the most useful items on the farm. However, it was also the most commonly discarded item. Most farmers simply threw it away or left it to gather dust in some forgotten corner of their property or barn. That's where my father and I came in. We saw the opportunity to make use of this undervalued resource and approached the farmers in our area about taking it off their hands. To our delight, they were more than happy to let us have it. After all, to them it was just clutter taking up space, but to us it was a valuable item that we could put to good use. However, my father, being a shrewd businessman that he was, didn't simply take it for free. Instead, he worked out a deal with the farmers, trading some of our own products for the twine, and for a while everything worked out quite well. Truth be told, we had even we had enough binder twine to tie up most of all our grapes on our 100-acre farm every spring, and we didn't have to spend a single penny on it. But as with all things, times changed. Binder twine was eventually phased out and replaced by newer, more modern materials, and we had to return to buying it from the stores like everyone else. Nevertheless, we'll always cherish the memories of those days when we were able to turn the discarded resource into something useful. After they stopped producing the twine, they began using a thin wire instead. Dad, he didn't like it that much, as it had a tendency to cut into the vine, sometimes even killing it in contrast to wire, which did not budge, twine at least, yielding somewhat. Yes, binder twine had a lot of uses. You could use it to tie up your tomatoes, secure your hails of bay, braid it in the bridles for your horse, and even fix the old picket fence. You could say it was a farmer's best friend, and it was sorely missed when they switched that darned old wire. 
In the end, we had to really be careful not to tie the arms of the vines too tightly. Another item that is pretty well gone now is wooden baskets. For years on our farm, we used to buy up thousands of them. After inspecting the wooden baskets, we found that there was nothing really wrong with them, except for the fact that they had the wrong name stamped on them. To quickly re rectify this issue, we decided to give them a fresh coat of paint and stamp their own name on them. This proved to be a successful solution for many years, until we were unexpectedly stopped by the powers that be, who claimed that the baskets were unsanitary. It was difficult to understand their reasoning, as the baskets had already stood the test of time and had proven to be a reliable means of storage. It didn't make no sense to us at all. Today, people have been convinced to switch to paper baskets, which are only used for one season, if even that long, before being discarded. It's a wasteful practice that troubles me a lot. Unfortunately, as with a lot of things these days, that many minds have been influenced in ways that I believe aren't beneficial. It's disheartening to think about all the waste that's being generated today. Now, me and the missus, on the other hand, still use plenty of the older things in our daily life, and it sure warms our heart to hear about other folks who do the same. I remember one particular instance when my dad and I were building our first home, or should I say my first home, many years ago. We had just finished digging out the basement and were preparing to construct the walls when my dad heard about a guy who had a large collection of used blocks. This man had been collecting these blocks from various construction sites and was now looking to get rid of them. Excited at the prospect of getting them at a discounted price, we went to check them out. To our surprise, there were hundreds of blocks, but the catch was they were all different sizes. At first, my dad was a bit hesitant to use these old blocks in our project as he was concerned that they might not be structurally sound or that they might not fit together properly. However, after inspecting the blocks and talking to the man who had collected them, he decided to give it a try. We spent several days cleaning them old blocks and sorting them by size and shape. Some were in better condition than others, but overall they were in pretty good shape. Once cleaned up, we got busy and started to lay them, and I have to say we were pleasantly surprised at how well they fit together, not to forget that they saved us a pile of money. As the project came to a close and the final blocks were put in place, there was a sense of amazement and satisfaction that filled the air. No one could have predicted that these mismatched blocks would come together so perfectly, creating a structure that not only, not only looked impressive, but also stood strong against the elements. It was a testament to the fact that in the world of do-it-yourself projects and tried-and-true methods aren't always the best. Sometimes it takes a little bit of creativity and thinking outside the box to come up with something that's truly remarkable. And in this case, it was thinking outside the block that led to a solution that was both unexpected and effective. Looking back on the project, it was clear that Dad and I had truly accomplished something special. We had taken what seemed like a pile of useless mismatched blocks and turned them into a beautiful and functional building. It was a reminder that sometimes the things we least expect can turn out to be exactly what is needed. And all it took was a little bit of imagination and a willingness to try something new. Well, folks, it's that time again. Time to say goodbye. 
But before I go, I want to give a quick shout-out to my books. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I've written seven of them. That's right, seven whole books filled with more than 50 captivating stories each. And the titles? Let's just say they'll make you want to cancel all your plans and get cozy with a good read. We've got One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. So, if you're in the market for some literary goodness, head on over to Amazon.ca or Amazon.com and check them out. Oh, and speaking of goodness, did you know you can get a written transcript of this or any other episode? It's true. Just shoot me an email at storiesatkeepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time. storiesatkeepingnotes.com. And for a small fee of $5, I'll send it your way. You can read along or share it with others. It's totally up to you. Until the next time, stay curious, stay playful, and keep on listening.